Thank you for checking out the Detroit Church Podcast. We're a growing community in the heart of the city, and we exist to awaken Detroit to the greatest adventure of all time. Although the pandemic causes us to adjust our methods, our message stays the same. God, through Jesus, is making all things new. So again, I, I want to welcome you. Um, today, we have planned on being outside at, at 10 o'clock. Um, in Midtown at a park, we're going to have a time of worship, prayer, and exhortation. Um, so this morning, what we're doing is worship, prayer, and <laughs> exhortation. And uh, I'll have a couple of our <clears throat> friends with us, uh, Don and Julia. I want to welcome them again um, to our call. And uh, let me just kind of, for those who may have missed some of the um, some of the, the direction that we sense the Lord taking us, let me just give a little bit of backdrop and, and clarity. Mm. I've really been seeking God's heart about, you know, how we are to move forward with so many unknowns. We are in the middle of a pandemic. I just got a notification maybe, I don't know, five minutes ago saying that um, the phase that we're entering now is actually worse than any phase we've been in this year as a country, as a country. So what does that mean? I mean, and there's so many other ideas and thoughts and news reports, mm -hmm. and I'm not undermining all of them. You know, I think we have to be guarded and careful whatever we're looking at. But my point is, um, whatever is being said out there, I think it's important that we, we view it through the right lens and we not miss the main thing of what God has called us to do. And the main thing God has called us to do is to seek his heart. And to into and, and out of that be properly represent him in the earth, you know. So so as we think about what does it mean collectively as a body to to meet and being wise and mm -hmm. and protecting the most vulnerable among our congregation, also thinking about uh, the watching world, you know, and and how does our witness point people to God? Um, we got we have two clear commandments that we know Jesus left, left us with. Mm -hmm. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. So so those are the, the, the two things that I've really been trying to hold on to as we move forward. You know, So I called a, a few leaders together, and we began to pray and seek the Lord and have some dialogue about you know, how we want to move forward. And we don't, there's not, it's not this, you know, long drawn out um, way of moving forward for the next four months or so. And I only mention that because sometimes in my own heart, I want to know, okay, what's happening in October, <laughs> what's happening in November. Yeah. And the Lord has not given those kind of kinds of specific instructions, but what he has told us uh, for the month of August, I want you <clears throat> to, to gather, to come together and to provide an opportunity for fellowship, biblical, godly, Christ-centered fellowship, exhortation, um, and, and to be edified. The word edified means to be built up. Um, so so we're, we're introducing two opportunities to worship on Sundays. I want to invite you to, to take part in, in as much as you can. But a 10 o'clock service that will be in person at um, Hyde Park, I'm sorry, the Haven, the Haven in Midtown. And the address is uh, is 469 Brainerd. And we did send out an email about that um, a couple of days ago. But that's going to be for the month of August at 10 o'clock. Mm -hmm. We'll also be doing a 6 p.m. online service via YouTube. And we'll have worship and we'll have the preached word during that service. We'll continue in our Epiphany series um, during that service. So with that said, I do want to welcome in my friends don and julie good morning good morning good morning family good morning so um first of all 
just uh just kind of give us what what whatever's on your heart you know how are y'all doing and uh, what have you been sensing uh god saying to, to us as a people over these last several weeks sure maybe i'll uh maybe i'll go first and um you know one of the the areas that god has really been uh challenging me in personally and then uh, within my marriage and then within relationships in general and just how I approach things. And it comes, um, it, it actually kind of reached ahead for me and it's kind of been still growing and developing, but um, a, a plug here, Wednesday mornings at 7.30, the men pray together and Sonny's leading that with us and we're going through Psalm 119, David's Psalm about, about the word of God. And a few weeks ago, one of the, we, we each, we, each of the men reads two verses and then we pray through that verse. And, and a few weeks ago, the verses that I happened to receive to read were Psalm 119, uh, verses 75 and 76. And this is in the ESV, uh, verse 75 and 76. I know, O Lord, that your rules are righteous and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. Let your steadfast love comfort me according to your promise to your servant. Yeah. And so juxtapose, like literally back to back. Lord, you have afflicted me. Lord, please comfort me. Lord, you've afflicted me in your righteous rules. Lord, please comfort me in your faithful love. Yes. And if there is nothing else that defines where we are right now, we are in this tension between affliction and comfort. Mm. And it's uh, it's it's in my life personally. I'm experiencing it right now. Um, in our marriage, we're experiencing this, and it's 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 well, it's not ironic. There's no irony with God. In um, in our marriage class, we were ending. Uh, we were in our marriage class called "Growing Together in Christ," and it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. And we actually ended that class. Uh, we actually had to end it online via Zoom, and. I, I think, and I hope, and I pray, it was great preparation for couples mm-hmm. growing together in Christ ahead of, of COVID and, and the pandemic. And, you know, we looked at prayer and praying together. We looked at reading the Bible together in scripture. We looked at how to um, seek the Holy Spirit and grow in the spirit together. What does it mean to really be a follower of Christ? What does it mean to, to disciple? And, you know, I, I thank God that we that we had that not just not just for the couples, but for Mary and me as well. And and Sonny, I keep repeating this. You said it at the very beginning of the year. This is not business as usual. And I think these verses encapsulate what that means. It's not business as usual. We have a God who who either he afflicts us or he allows us to be afflicted. Mm-hmm. And yet he comforts us at the same time. And what I what I personally struggle with is the tension between those. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's and it actually, as as I reflected on um, what what Julie's going to share later this evening and maybe talk a little bit about this morning. Um, there's one verse there in John, chapter 12, verse 40. The Lord has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts so that their eyes cannot see and their hearts cannot understand and they cannot turn to me and have me heal them. Mm. And you opened up, Sonny, with open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see you. We don't want to be blinded. We don't want our hearts to be hardened while we're in this zone of tension. 
And that's something that I'm personally like struggling with right now, Lord, while I'm in this zone of tension, please do not harden my heart. Yes. Please help me to see you, God, in this time when it's really hard, when it's really difficult. Yeah. Please help me to see you when I don't know what's going on, when I Mm. don't understand what is happening. I don't want my heart to be hardened. I don't want my ears to be shut, Lord. And so um, it's just, it's, um, you know, how all this has come together. And again, this zone between affliction and comfort. And I know married couples and, and everyone really, we're in, we're all in this together. The whole world is in this together. And yeah. if nothing else, it should cause us to seek his voice, to seek to see him more clearly and to pray that our hearts would not be hardened. And so that's, um, that's really what I've been reflecting on both both in the days ahead of this and then in, in thinking about what to share uh, this morning as well. And so again, affliction and comfort. Um, our God allows affliction. Sometimes it's affliction we cause. Sometimes yeah. it is affliction yes. that's brought upon us. Yes. Uh, yet he is also faithful and he will comfort us in his love. And so, you know, the juxtaposition of justice and mercy, the juxtaposition of judgment and love all in the same I mean, it's in these two verses and it's throughout the whole Bible. And I just, I pray that as we're in this zone of tension, that we seek his face, that we seek to see him and that our hearts are not hardened. Man. That's so good, Don. That's so good. Um, Through this whole thing, like I really have the Lord has just been taking me back to where we were at the very beginning of the year when he called that time of consecration and fasting. And like what keeps reverberating in my spirit is like Mm -hmm. all eyes on me, Mm -hmm. all eyes on me. Mm -hmm. Um, So if we didn't know how to seek him before, like this is an opportunity and and there's this thing uh, called the tyranny of the familiar, right? Mm -hmm. Like even in the midst of a global pandemic, Mm -hmm. even in the midst of crises and loss and all the things we're going through, Mm -hmm. there's this, this thing of, that, of longing for the familiar, yeah. right? And and so it's easy to turn to our distractions or yeah. to, to get right back to being busy with work or yeah. all those things that we normally turn to and rely on. And I just really, yeah. since God not letting up in this season, everybody thought yeah. this was gonna be a short thing, right? right. Like this was right. only gonna last a few months, but this right. has been prolonged. And I really yeah. believe it's an opportunity for us to learn yeah. what it means to seek the Lord, right? Mm. And to train our attention mm. on him and learn what it means to hear his voice and be dependent mm. on him in another way. Cause that's the only way our faith increases to that next level yeah. where we can live in those paradoxes yeah. and continue to be effective yeah. and advanced. That's so good. It's almost like we we prefer we're more comfortable with the default mode yep. Yep. <laughs> to allow sit back and go into autopilot. Yeah. Yeah. And God in his sovereignty, like Don put it, has either perpetrated or allowed yeah. us to enter into this season, uh, but to awaken us. Mm-hmm. to awaken us you know so that is a word i'm just kind of getting caught up in the comments here I-, I apologize but Diane, can you uh can you give us again the specific verse verse there in psalm 119 you mentioned psalm 119 verses 75 and 76 mm. 75 and 76 it's so good and, and and it's also important i think for us to remember that um the world and not just people, but the world system will hate us. Yeah. 
will hate Jesus said like if the world hates you know that it hated me before it hated you right, right. <laughs> so so sometimes we can we can almost like go through this life expecting like the world to be like oh man the, the church is killing it the church is so amazing <laughs> like no, they're gonna hate it. yeah <laughs> like we want that kind of approval they're going to hate us now the key is they should hate us because of what we're doing to represent him right not because of our own narcissism, or our own self-indulgence, <laughs> being jerks. Right. Um, right. You know, so some of the persecution is brought, brought about because of our own foolishness. Right. A lot of what we, like you said earlier, a lot of our persecution, a lot of what we call persecution is not really persecution. <laughs> so the fact that you have to wear a mask is not persecution. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I should not be laughing. Amen. Anyway, sorry. Um, so, so yeah, that then that is a great, a timely word for us, just to keep in mind. Yeah. You know that if they hate us, it's because they hated him first. Yeah. So, Julie, I know you have, uh, you have, you've had the opportunity to kind of travel around the last couple of weeks and be a part of some other local congregations and some other cities. And you know, what is your sense that that God is saying and doing uh, to the Big C Church? You know, kind of in our region. Yeah, um, it's interesting, you know, I come at this whole thing a little different perspective. Um, I'm single, I live alone. So there's that aspect of the pandemic and, you know, quarantine and everything. Um, and so interestingly, even before the trip, um, I had been really uh, camping on Psalm 4610, but honestly, just the first part, be still and know that I am God. And you know, that old song you know be still and know that mm -hmm. song I just would sing that and just quiet mm -hmm. my heart and just really had been focusing on trying mm -hmm. to get to that peace of the Lord and so that was kind of before the trip and then on this trip just really um man it here's what I feel like if I had one big takeaway it's that the spirit of God would say that he is still moving he is, he is building his kingdom. His kingdom will not be stopped. Yeah. And then I was reminded of the rest of that verse because I was just singing mm -hmm. the song, right? Mm -hmm. And I hadn't looked up the verse actually, but the rest of the verse says, I will be exalted among the nations. I mm -hmm. will be exalted in the earth. Mm -hmm. And I found that verse, but I had kind of forgot that the two were connected. Mm. And it feels so timely, you know, to this moment. And um, I feel like if I had... Well, I feel like the spirit of God spoke a word to me. And I was talking to another friend who'd been praying and just seeking God. And the Lord had told her the same thing. And the word that he spoke to my heart, because when I came home, when I came home, I honestly, I didn't want to come home because it kind of felt like I was going back to jail because, wow. you know, the quarantine. Right. And I'm all alone. And it was real fun being out with God's people. And it was amazing. And just following his lead and, and speaking words of encouragement to people and in different places and whatnot. Mm. And um, so I really purposed, I was like, God, what is it? What was the difference? And yeah. he you know, showed me, well, you were really tuned in and really listening. Mm. And, you know, and so that was part of the big difference. Mm. And, um, so in just really pressing, I, would, I purposed, I'm not going to slip back into where I was, you know, kind of, um, you just get dull. Yeah. You just get yeah. uh, mm -hmm. sedated. Mm -hmm. or something, you know, mm -hmm. and I don't want to slip back into that. And in really pressing in what I felt like the word God spoke to me was distraction. Mm. Everything we're going through, same mm -hmm. thing you were saying, Sharita, everything we're going through, 
with COVID, with the political climate. There are, we are crisis layered upon crisis upon crisis. Mm. It is all distraction. It's all smoke and mirrors. And that his kingdom, he will be exalted in the earth. Yeah. Um, I was reminded this morning, y'all know that movie, The Preacher's Wife? Mm-hmm. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. And there's a part mm-hmm. where the mother says to Denzel Washington, the angel, um, says, to, you know, he's like, oh, don't worry, because she notices there's a little flirtation going on between the angel and the wife. If y'all have not watched that movie, you need to watch it. It's classic. Yeah, it's classic. Oh I have the soundtrack. Love it. <laughs> um, so but she, she, he says to her, well, don't worry. She'll forget about me when I'm gone. And he, but here's the line that came to me. The mom says to him, she'll forget herself. And what I've been drawn to is that the church, if she's not careful, will forget herself. She will forget who she is. And I've been drawn to Hosea. And that is a sign to us of the coming Messiah. It was a sign that it was, you know, pointing to Jesus. But I feel like it is also a message to the church. And that, you know, you said it um, while I was traveling we gathered and you said that it was a, there was a time of repentance and people were, y'all were outside on somebody's front lawn and people were laying on their face, repenting. I hate that I missed it. But here's the thing. What I feel like repentance so often we think of that like kind of with a negative twist. Mm. Think of it like, you know, cause like when you were like a kid and you're in trouble, right? Like, Ooh, I got caught. I'm in trouble. Yeah. Repentance is good. Repentance is the pathway to birth. It's the pathway to rejuvenation. It's the pathway to refocus, to be honest. And I feel like that's where God's got us to move away from the distraction. Mm -hmm. And even in the message later, we're going to talk about, you know, whose glory, his glory, that Mm -hmm. the glory that we can seek from other places, it's all a distraction. It's all smoke and mirrors. And I feel like that's the word to us right Mm now is wake up church, repent, don't be distracted by the smoke and mirrors. His kingdom is... His kingdom will not be thwarted. His yeah. plan has not be th- been thwarted or canceled. Mm. He's been delayed. That yeah. he mm. works in all things. That times of difficulty are nothing new. Yeah. And that he is God and he will be exalted mm. in the earth. Amen. That's so good. That's so good. So you're going you're gonna to get more into John 12 tonight at 6 p.m. So please meet us back here for a time of worship and and julie's gonna gonna get in the word there and kind of break uh this the rest of this passage down for us as we continue our epiphany series can't wait yeah that's good so good jules and you know the process the processing of of this idea of death Hmm. is difficult like it is very difficult and we don't want to like gloss over it and just say hey you know this is it like even jesus wrestled with it like we see Jesus, Bible says he was sweating blood over what was about to happen, but he knew how necessary it was for his father to be glorified. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if we can just allow that to settle in, in our hearts and in our minds, when we experience isolation, pain, crises and tragedy, what is the default? Like, where do we go first? You know, with our words, with our our thoughts, and I, I want—I'm not there, but I want to get to the place where the the immediate place I go to is God. How are you wanting to glorify yourself yes. through this tribulation that I'm experiencing? Yes, yes. 
I mean, that Jesus said, and we've twisted the words a little bit, and we've used them in a way that he didn't mean, but he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw on men unto myself. Mm-hmm. What he meant by I be lifted up, that was an idiom for death by crucifixion. If, a, if, if the wood was to go in the ground and a body nailed to it and it raised up and they, he would, they would die through this process of crucifixion um, because their, their lungs would collapse because the pressure from their arms being nailed to the wood beam. And Jesus, I mean, it's a gruesome thing. It is not some romanticized, beautiful thing that we know to be the cross today. Mm-hmm. It was horrific. Mm-hmm. It was horrific. Mm-hmm. Think about something like like awful that could happen to you, painful that could happen to you, almost like looked at as, as your worst nightmare. And Jesus embraced that. He embraced that because he knew that there was something in that that the Father would use to bring his name glory yeah. and to bring mm-hmm. us into his family. Yes. So, yes. I mean, it's it's not, it's, I, I hate to, I don't want to offer some gloom and doom, uh, walk with him, because I will tell you this, like, Paul is clear throughout uh, his writing, specifically, I'm thinking of Romans 8, when he says that this present suffering cannot be compared to the glory that will be revealed, yes. right? And yes. we know in Philippians, Paul talks about that I may know him. Yeah in the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his sufferings. Yes. So yes. The, although we suffer, the suffering that we go through is not alone. And it is not like those who do not have him suffer. Right. And it's purposeful. It's yes. It's purposeful. Yeah, so, so many times we disconnect the things that we go through in life um, from the kingdom of God. Mm. Right. Like in, and even our work, mm. our mission, our family, all of these things, it's about us mm. rather than being about his glory. And I just wonder yeah. if we were to shift our paradigm, shift Ooh. our mindset and our focus yeah. from being so us focused mm. and us centered to being Christ centered. Mm. How how would that mm. cause us to walk in another level of victory? Yeah. How would that cause us to walk in another level of faith? Like even in wow. the midst of difficulty, we can triumph if mm. we understand the purpose, right? Mm. If we can keep our eyes focused on the joy that's set before us, mm. then the difficulty that we're, we're experiencing right now. Like what's it really, what's it birthing in the kingdom? What is it producing that will yeah. endure, right? Yeah. The eternal rather yeah. than just the, the temporal focus. Yeah, I, I, think our, I think our challenge too is, um, and again, it's this juxtaposition, the, the pain and the hurt and the difficulty for uh, a lot of us is very, very, very real. Uh, and so, Sonny, to your point, we don't we don't want to gloss over it. The suffering is real. Mm. And yet, how can we validate that? How can we say, yes, your, your pain is real? Yes, you are going through extreme difficulty. Yes, you've suffered loss of loved ones. Yes, you are on the you're you're on the verge of death yourself, potentially. Yeah. And yet be like Jesus and saying, not my will, but thy will be done and your purpose be accomplished. And I yeah. think our, our challenge is. We, we can tend to get wrapped up in our suffering. And Sharita, to your point, we, we personalize it and it is personal. And we just think it's not fair. Okay, it's not fair. And, and there has to be this, again, it's this tension of acknowledging the suffering, not, not glossing over it, not saying it doesn't matter. And, you know, quoting Romans 8, 28 and just saying, you know, you're okay, keep going, right? We, we, it's, the pain is real. The suffering is real. We acknowledge it. And yet we don't 
live in it. We don't stay there. We understand what is the purpose behind it. And God, what are you doing? What are you yes. accomplishing? How can I join you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, and I think too, it's this seduction, right? It's one of the things I'm going to later on talk about in the message, but that seduction of uh, comfort, you know, all those different things. And even I think in Hosea, we see it. It's um, part of the thing. So Hosea chapter two, uh, verse five said, for she said, I will go after my lovers who give me bread and my water, my wool and my flax, my oil and my drink. It's our comfort. It's in us to seek comfort, not suffering. Yeah. But that, that prioritization, it can so easily, and it's okay to have our needs met. God wants, Mm -hmm. you know, he's a good shepherd. He's a good father. He Mm -hmm. wants us to have our needs met. And that's not a thing, but when we switch it, Mm-hmm. And we get that first and, and then we, you know, we get all caught up in the striving and we get our focus off that we forget that, oh, wait, he's the provider. I'm not supposed to focus on the provision, but the provider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, then it just gets all out of whack. And I think it makes it when that is our focus, Don, like what you're talking about, you know, the, the discomfort, the suffering, when our focus is on our personal comfort, that suffering is unbearable. Yeah. yeah. But when our focus is on the provider in his kingdom and that perspective, well, then it puts the suffering in perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the priority should be not our comfort, not our discomfort, but the mm. will of the father. That's right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and this is acknowledged getting there is a process. Yeah. That's you know, what it's all about. Like much of this yeah. walk, I just want to encourage those <laughs> who may feel some tension regarding, okay, how are we winning the lost? and our responsibility to make disciples and our responsibility to to evangelize and to share our faith. And I, I want us to be careful that we don't have a non-biblical view of evangelism and winning the loss. Mm. Mm-hmm. What that means is like the biblical idea of evangelism is a process. Conversion is not something that just happens in the moment. Evangelism is not something that happens in a moment. when Jesus used a lot of agricultural examples, and we know that one person may plant a seed. You may not know that person. You may, you have no idea whether that seed has been planted or if we're in a phase where that seed is being watered or cultivated, and you don't even know your role-ness always, you know, in that moment. We're called to be faithful and to be led by the Spirit of God, but let's remember that evangelism is a process as is discipleship. You know, so when we come into the faith, many times, the the I don't know, cultural Christianity or even religion would have us to believe that that our uh, our seeing God's goodness in our lives, God's faithfulness in our lives, is trivialized to just a blessing. <laughs> and by blessing, we mean like a material blessing. You know, to have a nice Christian home or to keep our kids safe. You know, or give them a good Christian education. You know, all of these things that look and sound. That I mean, I want those things. <laughs> But if I'm not careful, you know, we can allow those things to to kind of dictate God's goodness and God's yeah, blessing in our lives. So true. And then we end up justifying our decisions, like the, the, the way we spend our money, um, the, the jobs that we accept, yeah. uh, where we live, where we move. And in turn, for some of us, we, we can have a tendency to block out our Christian convictions. Ooh, like. So if Christ, if we, we can say, we can use terms like Christ centered, mm-hmm. but if he's, if he's truly not at the center, I believe in during times like these where we're in right now, um, 
the Holy Spirit is allowing us to, to be aware of some of those things in our hearts and it's shaking things up and it's not always pleasant. It's not always comfortable. You know, we've, we've been experiencing over the last few months, pandemic, widespread protests um, for injustice and police brutality and the marginalization of, of black people in, in America. And these protests have not just been limited to urban areas in America. They've been, they've, I, don't, I don't recall, and I, I don't know this, um, I wasn't around in the 60s, but we know that there, were, there was a huge civil rights movement in the 60s. Um, I'm not aware though, did that impact the globe? Like this season seems to be impacting the entire globe. There've been marches and protests around the world. You know, so so this is also something that this season is marked by. This season for us is also marked by politics. Yeah, we have a a primary election coming up in a couple of days. Here, we have a, a national election coming up in a couple of months. And if you spend any time on social media or just you know in conversation <laughs> with folk, you know how extreme our views are, and it can stir up some stuff. And if we're not careful, we can allow the pandemic, the protests, and the politics to keep us from our place of prayer. Yeah. And I'm telling you y'all, like this is something that I've I've had to personally, I'm not saying this is for, for anybody else to do, but for me, I've had to really take a hold of certain things in my life that were distractions like mm -hmm. social media mm -hmm. and kind of back away just so that I can remain in a posture of prayer to hear from God. Yeah. I, I want to challenge you not to not to allow your ears to be more in tune to those three things than they are to the spirit of God. Amen. I want to challenge you not to allow your ears to be more tuned to conspiracy theories and political hyperbole than it is than they are the voice of the Holy Spirit. And if you find yourself more often offended by racism than you are by the own sin in your life, then that can be an indicator. If you find yourself more offended at someone else's extreme political views than you are at the uh, Jesus calls the telephone pole in your own eye, like we can be offended at a splinter in someone else's eye, but, but not yeah. deal with the telephone pole in our own eye. That is the definition of hypocrisy. Yeah. Can I interject something here? Um, as you were talking about um, just prayer and the importance of prioritizing prayer at this time, like something the Holy Spirit has really been challenging me on when I'm frustrated, when I'm ready to complain, when yeah. I'm ready, you know, when, when these issues that we're talking about, whether it's politics or mm. racism or whatever it is that's going on, mm. um, that, that invokes something in us emotionally, or even, um, vexes our spirit. Like the mm. Lord has been challenging me, like with my response. So do you go and complain like everybody else is complaining? You go pop off on social media like everybody mm. else. Like yeah. our role as people of God is to pray. <laughs> when these it. things are occurring, yeah. we we should always pray. But especially yeah. in those moments, like, okay, yeah. God, this isn't, we need you, right? We yeah. know we yes. need divine intervention. Yeah. We know we need to hear from him. We yeah. know we need yeah. him to move. And so when these things occur, it's an opportunity yeah. and an invitation for us to bring help heaven right as mm. it is in heaven yeah. right yeah, yeah, we're yeah. supposed to invoke and bring heaven into those conversations and into those moments yeah. and that's how we bear witness that's good what is our witness looking like right mm, now if good. we're just like everybody else? Yeah. Like the way you bring Christ into it is to call on the Holy Spirit mm. and invite him in. And so mm. yeah I just wanted to interject yes ma'am you're preaching <laughs> you're preaching you didn't take a text but you're in the text amen um so we're gonna we're gonna wind down here. Uh, you know, the last couple months and maybe month specifically, I've tried to really be a little bit more intentional 
at um connecting with people yeah and getting some some face-to-face opportunities with some of our people and uh there are two main takeaways um that i i've learned through some of those times you know as a pastor you know i have a heart for god's people it's not something that i have to muster up it's it is um there's it's deep concern for god's people uh, even with the church our size you know we're maybe 200 and um it's it's still difficult to, difficult especially during the pandemic to have a good read on how everyone is doing so i i, I sit with the you know the burden of that and, and honestly the feeling like i'm failing not that i have to do it all myself but even creating the systems and the opportunities for uh, a, a culture to be developed and fostered where everyone feels valued seen and heard and the two things that i have i take away from some of those opportunities i've had to sit with people is one there are people a significant amount of people in our local congregation who feel unseen and unheard mm. and that is not okay that is not okay and i'm not I, I don't sit here today telling you that i have all of the answers for that what i want to tell you though is that we cannot get excited about just having a gathering or about our our creative videos or whatever it is that the enemy uh will use to distract us um from from walking with people so that they are secure in who God says they are and that they are being nourished and fed and that they're growing in in him and mm -hmm. in a community of faith. I don't want to become distracted from that. And we cannot, we will not just lay down to the limitations that this present season presents us, right? We've got to figure this out. And so that's the, that's the one thing people are saying, you know, I, I feel invisible. Mm. I feel invisible. Mm. And uh, there are a lot of reasons where, you know, why someone mm. could could ex be experiencing some of that. Some of them are, aren't necessarily spiritual. It could just be practical. Like Julie, you just mentioned, you know, as a single woman living by yourself, um, there was a period of time when you were you were quarantined, you know, so some of it, some of it is just practical. But there are some some spiritual things, I think, also at play And the enemy. Let me tell you, the enemy will use whatever he can. So um, that's something that you know, I've really been praying about and, and just thinking through, Lord, how would you have us to love your people and to serve your people? Um, maybe it's an Act 6 kind of moment where we know that there was some neglect going mm. on, you know, in the early church. And the apostles, they don't like try to divert the conversation. Mm -hmm. They own it mm -hmm. and they pray and they lay hands on a few folk that can be committed to to serving the entire body you oh, know that's good yeah so maybe that's it's so maybe good. it's that kind of thing for us right now but i've really been praying through that then the second takeaway for me and this one is maybe more problematic but i'm again i'm still sitting with it and I, i'm just i'm just having a mo an honest moment where i'm just kind of sharing sharing with you all my thoughts here but the second thing is that there are people who've told me that they aren't getting fed that they aren't getting fed man so that could be an indictment and then there could be a lot of reasons why someone feels like they're not getting fed right um so we don't i won't take too much time in breaking all of that down but it does have me thinking about one like our appetites like is there something that maybe we're feeding on to where when it's time to eat you know we're not in a position to eat mm. that could be one thing 
you know, we've, we've talked in a few different uh, meetings and circles, men's meetings and, and other uh, opportunities when we've been kind of having some dialogue around this. Uh, a book that I think was, uh, was written by Heidi Baker that, that's called The Hungry Get Fed. The hungry get fed. Mm. And we've even, I think we even shared that in a post recently, you know, and uh, and I think I, I, I agree with the notion of that specifically if, we're, if we mean that God is active and faithful in pursuing us and meeting us at our greatest point of need. Mm -hmm. If we mean that by it, then, then, <laughs> then yes. But I was challenged recently about this notion, the hungry get fed, Let's say the person doesn't know how to eat. Mm. Mm -hmm. Let's say that they 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 don't know what to eat. Mm -hmm. Let's say they've been you know they've been living in a, a food desert, right? Where where there are, there are, there's lack of opportunity, or maybe what they've been fed is 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 something that may may appease their appetite in the moment, but doesn't really nurture or bring fulfillment to them. Because when you're hungry, even the wrong thing can temporarily satisfy you. Snickers made a whole marketing campaign out of it. <laughs> you know, so so proper appetites have to be nurtured. Yeah. I didn't always long for broccoli. And I'm not saying I long for it now, but there are times I find myself like now the last five years, and maybe my wife has something to do with that, but my 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 tongue palate, my tastes have have shifted to where like I enjoy broccoli to an extent. <laughs> to an extent. But growing up, I couldn't, I could not stand it. You know, so yeah. so um, there are a lot of reasons why someone could say, you know, I'm not getting fed. Yeah. And rather than pointing the finger at anyone, I think the point is just as a body, um, how do we make sure number one, people are being seen and heard and valued. Yeah. And two, people are being fed. They're being nourished. So please pray with us. Uh around those those issues um you know i do want to just lastly kind of uh, encourage our, our our married couples uh don earlier you spoke about uh just what you all you and uh, mary have done a, an amazing job walking with our married couples and we had this uh this gathering for couples and it ended online you know one of the things that i've recognized uh during this pandemic period is marriages have been challenged at a greater level at a greater level um, Don, can you just give us any wisdom maybe that God has put in your heart or counsel? Um, you all have an incredible marriage and you've been very honest about uh, your history and even where you are now. You know, we don't want to give this idea, any of us, you know, that we're up here, our marriages are some, you know, utopia. It is a constant walk. You yes. know, so what would you say to encourage our married couples or those who maybe long to be married one day? Yes. So as the situation uh, causes stress in our lives individually. Certainly it, it causes stress in our marriages. And Sonny, to your point, you know, I, I love Mary. She loves me. We've been married for 31 years. Um, there have been some very difficult times uh, during those 31 years. There have been difficult times in the last few weeks. There have been difficult times in the last few days. Uh, and so we are not immune uh, to those challenges. A couple of things just practically in terms of, of marriages and, and what the, the, the quarantining and the shelter in place situations have brought about is uh, for couples not to equate being in the same room or being in the same house as being together. <laughs> and so making sure that you plan that intentional time to share with each other, pray with each other, read the Bible together, just being co-located in the same space 
um, doesn't mean that that you are together. So good. It also requires being creative uh, in terms of, of making time, making time for yourselves. And so even if you are together in the same room and you're talking together, uh, think about changing your environment. Um, think about going on a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, think about, Sonny, to, to, to your point and maybe connecting with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, give, give someone like Julia a call and say, hey, let's, mm-hmm. let's get together outside and just, and, just, and just chat for a little bit. And just not, not focusing so much on, on being sort of inward, but also yeah. thinking about outward and how you can use that from a discipleship and from a fellowship standpoint. And then I think one of the, <clears throat> one of the final things, and, and again, it's, it's, it's this, this notion of, of tension, right. And comfort. There are some things that God has removed from us in this time that he doesn't want us to pick up again. Ooh. Come on. And if we aren't careful, and we've talked about it in this call, right, we'll fall back to those things that were comfortable that made us feel good, but they may have blinded us to a higher level that he was calling us to or something that he wanted us to see or something that he wanted us to hear. And so um, I challenge, I'm challenging myself. We're challenging married couples and singles, even as Lord willing, we, we shift and and things begin to change, although it looks like things are getting worse. And so, you know, we're still trusting God there, but what is it that he has taken away that you're so eager to grab back that Mm. he doesn't want you to hold on to? that he wants you to just let it go. You figured out how to live without it by trusting him. Continue to trust him. (laughs) That's a word. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, sir. I hope you guys receive that. Man, praise God. So, um, Julie, can you maybe share from, you know, from your experience and what the last four months or so has been like for you? What kind of counsel or, or exhortation and encouragement would you share for those who are feeling unseen and unheard right now? I think, um, okay, so I'm going to try to say this real sweet, um, <laughs> but honestly, I Just think a lot of the times we're feeling unseen uh, because we're hiding. Mm. Um, you know, we're playing hide and seek and waiting for someone to come find us. Mm. And it's not someone else's job to keep me healthy. Mm. Um, it's not. You know, and I appreciate what you were saying about because when you first said, you know, people aren't being fed, I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Because you could listen to sermons on podcast. I could listen to sermons nonstop and never listen to the same one twice. Yeah. But what I realize is, I think it comes down to discipleship, and you know, discipleship means being a disciplined follower and teaching people to eat the right things. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I had ice cream for dinner last night. True confession. You know, I can't live like that, right? I'm not going to be healthy. And I think that we have to, um, you know, as grownups, as whether single, whatever, realize, mm-hmm. you know, so for instance, I'm single, never married. I realized a long time ago, kind of take it out of the pandemic uh, perspective for a second. I realized a long time ago, if I want to have a birthday party, guess who's going to plan that party? Mm. Mm. which I know a lot of married friends that say it's still the same thing, but <laughs> right. sorry, I don't want to go there, but... You know, I think it's basically taking responsibility for your own self, right? It's not it, just like, you know what, Sonny, it's not your job to make sure that I work out and stay physically fit. It's not your job to see how I eat mm-hmm. uh, you know, food, actual food. Right. But at the, and at the same time, we have to right, take personal responsibility. So if I'm feeling lonely, right. um, I can't expect my friends 
or my pastor to just know that I have to, I have to honestly get the pride out of my life, humble myself and say, Hey, I'm lonely. Well, somebody, and not on Facebook, please like call an actual, <laughs> right. oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's not go there. But an actual person that you have actual relationship with, you know, like I'll call Donna Mary and say, Hey, can I come over? Yeah. You know, can we hang out in your backyard? And you know, I don't know why we're so hesitant to do that. It's, you know, it, it, I mean, because it can be such grace and such release and, and, you know, it, I can't expect Donna Mary to think about, you know, why would I think that I would be at the forefront of their mind? You yeah. know, if I'm thinking about it, well, I should do something about it. Yeah. Anyway, mm -hmm. I said I was going to try to be sweet. I don't know if I was. You were very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> But honest, and that's what we need in this season. Yeah. Lovingly direct encouragement because there is a lot that we're going through. Like this pandemic is creates a beautiful opportunity for real ministry. Yeah. The the protest, we understand that that the church has to be honest with ourselves mm -hmm. about the way that we have misused the word of God and the name of God as a country to keep an entire people. Uh, marginalized and oppressed. Like the church has to recognize that. So we, as the church, um, we have to be active and present in that conversation. Like we aren't, we, we can't afford to be apolitical as the church. Like we got to recognize the importance of like policy and, and, and what does it mean to pray for our rulers and leaders and, and government officials, you know, so it's not like we can't just live in a bubble while these things are going on. It's just that we have to, approach it from the place that God calls us to approach it from. Yeah. Yeah. He is I am mm. all sufficient, self-sufficient mm. in of himself. And what mm -hmm. that means for us is he wants us to know that he is our peace, him himself Amen. alone. Amen. He's our provision Amen. alone. Mm -hmm. He's our protection alone. Yeah. And I shared the word, I used to share the story a lot about when we moved back into the city. And the mm -hmm. first time we moved into this house, the first night, um, we heard gunshots outside. Mm -hmm. And and I remember, like, our boys were a lot smaller then, so they were in the bed. I go out, look at the front window, I look through the side window over here, and I'm like, okay, you know, mm -hmm. I grew up down the street, so this is, you know, something I heard, I'm used to hearing. You know, but God, like, I don't want my boys having to grow up in this. And I had a moment just wrestling with God. Um, and, and the father reassuring me that we were going to be protected. And the protection didn't mean that no stray bullets would come into our home. No. What it meant was that we were in the safest place that we could ever be, right where he wanted us in his will. That's where our protection and provision is. So Amen. I hope today that you all were encouraged and you were edified through some of our sharing and just through our worship. Um, we miss, we always miss being together. Just a couple of reminders, and then uh, Sharita is going to close us out in a word of prayer. Mm -hmm. We um, again, we're meeting next Sunday. We'll be at the park, and please stay tuned unless you know if there's another issue with the weather. But we plan on meeting at the park at 10 a.m. and then we'll have a 6 p.m. service for the month of August. We're doing this for the entire month: 10 a.m. in person, 6 a.m. on on YouTube. PM. 6 p.m. Sorry, on YouTube. We are are not uh, having mm -hmm. life groups during this month, so please keep that in mind. Um, but there are a few things that we, we will still be doing. So Young Detroit is meeting bi-weekly again at Thursday nights, and they're meeting at the home of, of, of Jake and Meg. And uh, and those th things are on our, our website. And we'll send out the e-blast as well so that you guys are just 
in the know about how to connect, what's happening, uh, what's not happening. Um, but most importantly, let's stay connected in prayer. Mm-hmm. Our women are still praying. There's a group of women that are praying on Tuesday mornings, every Tuesday morning. The men are praying every uh, every Wednesday morning. The men of iron are still meeting every Saturday morning. Uh, this coming Saturday, we'll actually be meeting in person in the backyard of, of J.O. in Tanisha. So we can't wait for that. And, and, and any time that we have a physical meeting, please know that it is important to know who's coming um, so that we can have the proper uh, preparations and socially distance atmosphere and all that stuff. And we want to uh, we want to be wise in how we move forward. Yeah. Uh, but we also don't want to neglect the opportunity we have to be together. Um, so let's uh, let's just close out with some prayer. Can we do that? Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Lord, you are amazing. You are so good. You're so faithful. You You love us. You're patient with us. Um, We thank you for your kindness. Lord, your long suffering. God, we thank you that even in difficulty, Mm. you're just you're training us, right? You're training us Mm. in righteousness. You're training Mm. us in what it means to Mm. be a disciple. Father, so even in the hardship and the difficulty, we thank you Mm. that you're showing so much love, so much grace, so much mercy. Mm. God, you're just amazing Mm. in every way. Mm -hmm. And I pray, Father, again, that no matter whether things look great mm-hmm. or when things are challenging, that in all things that we will mm-hmm. keep our eyes on you. Mm-hmm. Help us to train our focus yeah. and our attention in everything yes, on God. you. Thank you, Father. Would you lead us by your Holy Spirit mm-hmm. into truth? Would mm-hmm. you lead us in the way everlasting? Mm-hmm. Would you lead us, God? Mm-hmm. Father, help us to be filled with your spirit so we can Mm, bear witness of Jesus the Christ. Father, so we can have people uh, see our good works Mm, and glorify you mm -hmm. in heaven, Father. Help us to bring Mm -hmm. heaven Mm. into the situations and encounters that we have, Father, whether there's adversity and opposition. Even Paul Mm -hmm. said, oh, there's this great effectual door Mm, for ministry. It's wide open Mm. and there are many adversaries. Mm. Lord, help us not to to be ignorant of Satan's devices, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, let's not make them primary. Mm -hmm. Father, let us keep our eyes and focus and attention on you and what it is that you're doing and what it is you're after. Father, help us learn to hear your voice and to see you and to seek Mm -hmm. you above all else. Mm. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that um, you're making us warriors, mm-hmm. God. You're, you're training us in mm-hmm. what it means, Lord, God, to be a follower mm-hmm. of Jesus. Mm. Thank you, God. I pray, Father, for the rest of our, our day, the rest mm-hmm. of our week. Mm-hmm. God, help this word to remain with us. Help mm-hmm. us to abide in you, mm-hmm. to abide in your word, mm-hmm. Father, that we can produce fruit that will remain. Yes, God. In Jesus' thank name, you, I pray. Amen. Amen. And amen, amen, amen. Family, thank you all for joining us this morning. Uh, I want to encourage you, if you do not receive our emails, um, please, can you shoot us an email? Just let us know that you don't get those and, and maybe we can have us add you to our email list. You can email us at info at DetroitChurch.com, info at DetroitChurch.com. Please forgive us and bear with us right now. Our website is not up to date. And we're really working on that. We're actually going to be revamping our entire website very, very shortly here. Um, but it's really important that we are getting information out so that everyone knows how to connect. They know what we're doing and how they can be seen and how they can be fed. You know, so thank you again for joining us. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Don, thank you for being with so us this much. morning. We love you guys so much. Love Have a blessed you. one. Bless. Thank you for listening to the Detroit Church Podcast. We'd love you to subscribe, like, and rate. And if you're not already, you can follow us on social media by searching for Detroit Church.